Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Same Difference Podcast, where we aim to help people see each other as brothers and sisters in an increasingly polarized world. I'm Jeff, joined by my co-host Brennan. Hey, everybody. And uh, I think today we have our very, I think, one of our toughest episodes. A lot of preparation. A lot of a lot of preparation went into this one. So, in other words, it really took us a long time to record this. But yeah, yeah it was good though. I, I've I've enjoyed kind of getting prepped for it, and also you know being able to 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 do what we did. So, yeah, go ahead. Agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think this one was uh, it, it was a difficult one, and we'll get into that as we talk through today. But I think definitely um, it it was tough for us. So we expect uh, you know the ask that we'll make today. We think it'll be tough for you as well. But uh, we'll we'll talk through those today. Very worthwhile. Tough is always <laughs> worthwhile, right? So I think we had a quote somewhere back there that like you don't grow unless you're challenged or something like True. that. True. Anyway, yes. so <laughs> we're, we're we're living that. So last episode we talked about starting conversations. So. Why not have the conversation with those with those that are different from you? Well, it might be uncomfortable. You might be afraid afraid of something. You know, it might cause a riff of some kind. But the question that we ask next is why? Why should you have the conversation? Ultimately, a good conversation is an opportunity for connection, and connection drives friendships and stronger communities, etc. So, those are the kind of the, two of the key points. The last key point I think we made was, well, where do I? start these conversations and have, have meaningful conversations with folks. Well, start with the people that, you know, are in your surroundings that you have something in common with. Right. People that you work with, people that are in your community, whether it's a church community, a, you know, a, a neighborhood community or some other community that you're a part of, something that you have, so, someone you have something in common with is the easiest, probably best place to start. Right. Rather than trying to just grab somebody off the street and say, hey, I want to talk to you. <laughs> you know, that's a little harder. Completely agree. And and I think that's what we want to talk about today is that uh, a lot about the how. We we talked in the last episode, as Brendan mentioned, about why it's important to have the conversation. Today is the how. So I'll start. Uh, so this episode is that connection. We're going to call the, the title of the episode, The Connection. And we'll start off with a quote, as we always do. And uh, today's quote is, only through your connectedness to others can you really know and enhance the self. And only through working on the self can you really begin to enhance our connectedness with others? I love That's it. Harriet Goldar Leaner. I hope I pronounced the name right. <laughs> but uh, I think that's the focus for today is we want to talk about uh, how you can make that connection. And so um, what we're going to cover today, um, there's lots of resources out there, I think, that you can go through and you can find to talk to figure out how you want to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. We ran across this thing. It's called the National Day of Racial Healing. I didn't know it existed. I didn't even know it was a thing until we started going through the podcast as a whole. But it is really interesting stuff out there. And so there's a conversation guide. If you just Google National Day of Racial Healing, you can find this conversational guide that we use for today's discussion. And there's three key areas we'll cover. One, the first one is bridging the gap. Uh, so basically, how do you even get to the point where the conversation starts. It's a really complicated, difficult, sometimes uncomfortable thing to do. But how do you get to that point is what we want to start with. So we'll we'll give you some examples about bridging the gap. And then once the gap is bridged, how do you deepen the conversation? That's our second point we'll cover. And then the final one will be how to close the conversation or even set up for like kind of a next steps for it. So with that, let's uh, jump into it. Uh, Any comments, Brendan, or thoughts? Yeah, so I I, got to say something for our listeners. Hmm. 
the I think that this was fantastic for me. But as we've talked and prepped, I think it's, it was been very, very obvious that you were much more structured in this <laughs> than I was. And you're like, okay, I've got this plan, and I've yeah. got you know my, my, all these things, like very specific questions, and like as I'm hearing like all the conversations that you had with people, mm. I'm going, man, this guy was like, like, like super organized and which i knew about you anyway i know you're an organized person but like it was very very well structured and like wow like this is this is amazing you know and so I'm, I'm looking at you going i i did not do that i did not have these like super well structured organized freestyle just walked in much like, more freestyle you know for me which you know, I don't know that's what, good you know, though that's that's really good and i think that the keep the, you can have different approaches and what's funny to me is like you know as the black guy like i was thinking like i could just come in and freestyle because you know racial things i deal with this <laughs> all the time so i just freestyle and just open mm. but i really prepped and tried to figure out like you know how do i even because it was a difficult conversation to start yeah, absolutely and i'm impressed that you could just walk in and freestyle like that's well yeah and i don't know i don't i, don't, I think it's <laughs> It's it's not about like well Brennan's amazing and can just kind of do whatever but like I think it for me it was like I had to make it much more natural mm. like as a part of like an extension of another conversation that I was having for right. me to do it right you know what I mean and and for me it was it felt I'll be I'll, I'll admit like me like s- scheduling a conversation that I'm going to have with somebody about are about differences and you know bridging a racial gap yeah felt like very uncomfortable and so i was like you know what i don't know that i can do that Mm. but i can you know meet with people discuss set time with people to discuss about a variety of other things and make this a part of what we talk about that's you know because i have a you know like i have a connection with somebody at work that i wanted to have this conversation with or have a connection with somebody at church who wanted to make this a part of our conversation so anyway it was that was my kind of approach. Yeah, and I, I think that that approach probably will uh, resonate with many people because it, it, this is a difficult thing to talk about, you know. And oh, yeah. and so oh, yeah. for me, that same I, I had the same thought, and so I really thought, okay, how do I go into this? So that's why I wanted like let's start with like this whole bridging the gap type things, uh, like some of the structured approaches that yep. you know I took, and then we'll give those to the listeners to think about. But then at the same time, I definitely recommend, as Brendan mentioned as natural as possible it's a really difficult conversation so if you can keep it natural you know and just have it linked to something i think is the best so mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely bridging the gap so if we talk about key conversation starters some of the things that you know i read and in, in that conversation guide that i recommended before and of course there's other resources but look at uh there are three kind of key points that i want to talk about you can you can bridge the gap by telling a person about something, you know, you want to have it like started with something upbeat, you know, so you tell somebody about a place or, or memory that made you feel good. You can just kind of talk about something in general, you know, to kind of get the conversation started or tell about something that you, you played as a child, for example, or different things like that are ways that you can start to bridge the gap. Me personally, what I did was I told a story about something that I've lost and found. For example, I went to a foreign country I uh, got on this bus. It was the wrong bus, but I left my luggage on the bus. Mm. So the bus takes off. And, you know, two hours later, I'm waiting. And then I come back and all my stuff is still there. And so it it spoke to like that country's safety and different things. So we talked about it started the discussion about cultural differences. And so that's what I'm trying to get to is like, you know, these different examples, you can use them as tools to try to identify differences so the conversation about you know these differences and the connection can start yeah i, I love that example because it was it's very like very a very specific example some of that you experienced but uh, highlighted very subtly very easily like hey 
there are differences in culture. Cause I mean, all of us here in, at least in the U S I think we would say, yeah, I would not have a lot of confidence that my stuff would still be there. Yeah. After two hours. <laughs> so, there's good people here. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I've had experiences where stuff got returned to me and there's, there's great people that do, but, but at the rare. same time, it's it's, <laughs> it doesn't always happen. Um, so for me, um, I actually used, in two situations, I kind of use like what's going on around us in society that's kind of common to everybody mm, okay. as sort of like a little bit of a, a bridging the gap, right? So we were talking about work and then I said, hey, you know what? I am seeing so much um, tension and all these different things that are happening in society with, you know, people that are being, you know, discriminated against or whatever else. I, th- I feel like there's all these things happening. And then I went into talk about like, hey, how is this impacting you? And kind of have a, had a conversation mm-hmm. from there. So picking on something that is somewhat common to both of us. Right. And common to just everybody in society. Like there's this thing that's going on. And it, it that kind of helped to at least be a lead in for the conversation that we had. That that's great, and and like I said, I think that natural approach is sometimes the best. Those of mm-hmm. us that can't really come up with it or, or like on the fly, I still think that's impressive, Brendan. By the way, <laughs> but those of us who can't really, you can still there's resources out there, and just think of through things that can kind of link to that, or try to kind of leave that uh, conversation and 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 yeah. and move towards the deepening portion of it. So. When we talk about deepening the conversation, once you're able to kind of bridge the gap and you can start and get the the connection flowing and you're able to kind of make that initial link, when we talk about deepening the conversation, there's also examples that you can use for those. So, for example, have you ever experienced a situation where your racial or ethnic identity seemed to contribute to a problem or uncomfortable situation? That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's really a lot to have or handle, you know, if someone really said that to you. But I think the whole point is like, those those type of things, these are points that we want to make to deepen it. I did actually use that one. I want to talk about that example as well. There, Let me give you a couple of other uh, questions that you can ask, and I'll go into these examples. So another one is, how often do you interact with people of a different race or racial or ethnic identity um, mm-hmm. other than your own? Or have you ever felt different in a group setting because of your race or racial or ethnic identity? Have you ever witnessed someone being treated unfairly? So so there's many, many points that you can ask. I asked uh, one of the people that I met with, have they ever been treated unfairly or, or re- witnessed someone? And if so, how they respond and what would they do differently today? That, that's what we started off with the conversation. And the example that I heard was interesting because they talked a lot about um, their kids, basically. It wasn't a personal experience where they actually felt some sort of racial issue, but they're talking about, you know, being um, white, basically, being a white person. They haven't experienced anything specific, but their kids basically were witnessing bullying. And one of the things that their kids saw was uh, one of their black friends wasn't able to sit down at the lunch table with the rest of the group. And so, what they did was they they got up and they went over and then uh, as opposed to letting that person sit alone, got up and sat with them. And so I thought about that. And then he said when his son came home and told him like that situation from school, he was so proud. And I said, oh, no, that was great parenting. But he said that, you know, it, it's all about what he felt like he needed to teach his kids. You know, he felt like right. the whole point is we need to educate our kids so that they do avoid and understand not to repeat the past. And so they deliberately try to teach their kids about 
the differences of race and some of the challenges that's happened to other ethnic groups and things like that. So their kids are aware. And if they do see it, they know that it's not right and how to act and how to react. So I was I, I thought that was interesting because, you know, from my perspective as a black man, I do teach my kids as well. But I didn't realize there's other families, you know, teaching certain things or how how they uh, perceive or move forward. So it was it was enlightening for me, too. So I think both of us had the chance to kind of connect and learn and share our different parenting styles. And and it was a great conversation. Yeah, super proud parenting. That's really good. And, and like you said, too, I think that having the different perspectives of this is what I try to teach my kids. But, hey, there are other people that are teaching different things but because of their because their situation is different right right i'm teaching like i'm teaching this like not repeat the past and that kind of thing i mean like and you've you pointed out some different things too that you've you know you know been teaching your kids i think that it's great and when, we, when we're really trying to pass on something to the next generation it's a it's a great thing and when it actually works that's even better so yeah i, I agree and I, I and i think even in that one particular conversation that i had you know we went in from parenting topics to like uh, personal growth, faith journeys, things like that. And so mm. one of the things he also talked about was f- focusing on your own kind of personal growth. If you p- focus on your own personal growth with kind of blinders on and you're not looking around and like being aware of your surroundings, he said the, the thing that really stuck to him about the whole situation about his kids, it's that in his mind, he thought racism was almost over like it didn't exist anymore you know maybe people have that type of of feeling and so he's so shocked and surprised when he heard about the situation that his kid went through and so it it realized that you know you need to take the blinders off you need to look around more and be more aware and so it's a kind of key learning point from for him for that uh issue and he said that you know it made him want to kind of keep on looking around for more items or continue to teach his kids so yeah super rich conversation there that's a good one yeah um no, go ahead. No, I was going to say that one of the other examples I did run into was, have you ever felt different in a group setting? This was a whole different conversation. And this this one was with a friend of mine, actually, and uh, he's a mixed race. And so he was telling me a lot about, um, you know, his perspective is, is and experience is a lot about tribalism, right? So he says a lot of people want to naturally kind of go or move to groups that they're comfortable with. It's this natural kind of tribalism, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And so he said that, you know, being mixed, he's both white and black. He said growing up, he felt like he was included a lot of the times when, when there was activities that were mandatory you know like if you you go to school or work or you know certain things throughout his life he's always felt included but he he felt like outside of those mandatory settings there were times when you know he just felt like you know people didn't reach out to him because they didn't really know how to connect to him uh sometimes and he felt like he was a, a different both on black and white side he said mm-hmm. that sometimes the black people would joke make jokes about his light skin <laughs> like it was different yeah. things but he said it, w- it would be these jokes that you know they were lighthearted and and you know it wasn't anything that really made him feel bad but he could feel that difference was pointed out about him and yeah, then he yeah. said the same thing like when he was in some white situations it'll be in this he's you know it's it's difficult sometimes to tell like exactly what he is and and so he said when he's in those situations sometimes he was in time uh, conversations where people would start to drop like in all white settings, the people would drop the N word. 
And so mm-hmm. he said it, those were conversations and situations that made him extremely uncomfortable. So he had to speak up and let them know like this is. And so he for him, the journey, I guess, was very different. And like his kind of experience was a lot different from what I've experienced personally. So that conversation was fruitful in itself to try to understand the challenges that he's had, the things that he's faced uh, versus what I've seen. Yeah, I, I think that the like your point about the that learning point about you know really being able to learn what other people's experiences has been experiences have been has been really uh, interesting for me too. I think it's you know and here and it's it's interesting because I I know you know we both know these two people that Jeff's talking, <laughs> yeah. been talking about, and so you know from like more of a work setting and Jeff you know know uh, know him a little more personally than I do, mm-hmm. but yeah anyway I mean it's. I can totally, I can totally understand. I can't fully relate to everything, <laughs> right? But I totally understand now. Like, and that that makes sense, and I can see that, right? right. That's what's that's what that's why these conversations are so uh, enjoyable yeah, exactly. to me. You know, it's like, wow, this is great. Like, whoa, holy, holy cow, I'm learning this thing. Um, so for myself, um, I took, like I said, a little more of a free and loose approach mm-hmm. here, but um, a, a couple versions of like what's going on in society and like what's going on and how it, how does it impact you and your personal life um, based on your, your, your racial identity mm. was kind of the question that I asked. Mm. And so I had a conversation with, with someone from work and started the conversation and, and I just said, Hey, you know, how does this, I really would be interested to learn from you. How does your identity as a, as a black man, I, you know, impact your personal personal life on a day-to-day basis, your professional life on a day-to-day basis. And the response I got was, it was funny because rather than a direct response, um, he kind of went off and just started talking to me about like how important he felt um, the need for connectedness Mm. and unifying people across racial boundaries Mm. and across differences of any kind is. And we had this really, really good, like short conversation, but really good conversation about, you know, putting people together that so that they can actually talk and understand differences and not set them aside. We've talked about this before, I think in another episode, but like recognizing and acknowledging differences and celebrating them rather than avoiding them or ignoring them or pretending that they're not there. And so it was, it was good for us to be able to kind of bridge that gap and say, Hey, we actually agree on this topic and we actually have, you know, there's, there's some, we agree there's opportunity there and we enjoy being able to acknowledge that and recognize that. And we felt, I felt like we both walked away with kind of a sense of, Hey, I have, I have another, I have another advocate or another person out there that agrees with my view and like really wants to, wants to change and make a difference on things. So it was rather than, rather than like having, getting into the deep, deep conversation about individual feelings about like, how does my race impact mm. me? And it ended up being, we were reaffirming each other and that this is important and we want to work on this kind of a thing. So it was actually really kind of an interesting outcome that I wasn't necessarily expecting when I asked that question. No, I think that that's really good. And and I think that that's the conversation you guys had was exactly that whole connection. You know, it, it, it talked yeah, about different exactly. things and it, it linked to how connection is important between uh, all of us. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad that, you know, f- for you, at least I'm still impressed by just kind of walking into it, but still, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, the other, qu- I want to hit this one real quick, but the other conversation that I had that I could use as an example here was, um, you know, some folks that we know that, uh, we know through church, but like, you know, from a, from a country that is experiencing some, you know, political unrest mm-hmm. and, you know, some, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
like uh oh gosh i just went to the point <laughs> it's okay um, it happens <laughs> so yeah but like experiencing experiencing you know where people are being oppressed because of who they yeah, are right? right and so that's that's um totally a, a very challenging situation but it's it's far away right but i said i said well how, how's this impacting you like how does this impact you and your family and we had a really it, this person just opened up and just really oh, started really like cool. pouring pouring out about like hey this is really what's going on and this is this is what this is and i you know it, it gave me a different kind of like the insider view on what's going on in, in this place mm. and why it is why it is so challenging and how it's affecting them and it was it was a really eye-opening experience to be able to learn and i felt like it's it really was being able to open up and ask those questions and be a, an engaged listener and and a concerned you know listener and responding in such a way it's like hey i get it and you know sincerely too not just like right. faking it but like truly sincerely saying hey wow i'm glad you shared that with me that must be hard i i, I can't experience it that but I, I understand now from what you've exper explained to me really has given like a basis for a growing friendship right. right and so like that's that's been really meaningful to me that we've been able to even beyond that conversation connect more and you know develop it with our our families have begun to you know become friends and that's and the it, whole it's point been, it's been a really meaningful kind of an experience yeah, and i think that's the whole point and the whole thing that we're going after is like a lot of the times if you just stay in your own bubble and stick to what you know and the people that you're most comfortable with you you lose opportunities where there's these great connections that you can make oh, outside yeah. of you know that that world and understanding others and the struggles that they go to a lot of the times you may not directly have experienced it, but you can sometimes relate or you can ex understand them yes. a little bit better where it makes the connection to them stronger. And so I think Absolutely. that's the entire, that's the intention that we're trying to get to with these type of uh, conversations, a better understanding of people that are different from you. Yeah, totally agree. So I think maybe if we want to kind of wrap it up in, as a, as far as we touched on key points about, you know, bridging the gap, how you can deepen the conversation, kind of key questions you can ask, or even if you kind of freestyle into the conversation, how do you deepen the conversation? But then the next one is the third point that we want to wrap up with is how do you bring the conversation to a close, right? Mm -hmm. So any, any thoughts about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think bringing the conversation to a close, I mean, really any conversation, you know, there's a point where you have to, you know, break off and go off and do your thing. But Absolutely, in this kind of conversation, we want to make sure to express gratitude right. for whoever was involved. Because th these kind of conversations can be, they can be difficult and challenging. You can, you're going to ask, you know, be asking sensitive yeah. questions. Some people may be very open, like, "Oh, I'll tell you everything." Some people may be a little more guarded. Right. And so, when you're asking a question, if they've opened up to you, this this is a time for extreme gratitude because yeah. that, that takes courage and really, you know, a, a unique willingness to participate in the Completely conversation. Agree. Like that. Um, and then. I think encouraging, you know, encouraging others to have the same kind of conversation yeah. can be appropriate sometimes, right? And say like, hey, we had a great conversation. Let's keep this going yeah. between you and I and with other right. people. What do you think? Right. You know, that I mean something as simple as that can be really meaningful to help kind of spread that the I don't know, spread the the influence of what you're doing and what you're trying to do there, right? Um and then you know, sometimes there could be a situation where you might might want to say, "Hey, what can we do, or what can what can you and I do as as some actions, right?" And say, or ask and say, "Hey, what what does this inspire you to do anything differently?" Right. You know, and or you can share and say, "Hey, I'm 
I feel like I want to do this differently. Yeah. And you can talk about what some actions you take. Exactly. Because right? I think that's exactly what happened in the conversation I mentioned before about the guy and his kid. Like he definitely felt inspired to stay aware. Like he didn't want to mm -hmm. keep his head down and just focus on what's in his own life and in his own world. He wanted to try to make sure, oh, I didn't even realize racism was still existing. So that's I right. need to look that's around right. more. I need to. So he had some clear kind of actions that he wanted to take personally and still continue to educate and teach his kids. I, I think those yeah, exactly right. Yeah, or something even as simple as, hey, let's keep this conversation yeah. going. Let's talk again. And that's what I experienced too, is like, we need to talk more. You know, it was kind of like the, was one of the actions that I think we walked away with from, from one of my conversations. And I think that was right. great. So, and, and really in order to do that, the best way to make sure that those key conversations keep mm. happening is to schedule the yep. next one and say like, let's talk again on this date, right? right? Be very specific. So that one's that one's important as you kind of bring things to a yeah, close. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think what we want to do as far as the listeners, we want to challenge you also to continue or try to go out and have these conversations. As we mentioned before, this is not easy. It 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 it's no. it's difficult. But I think that, you know, it takes the courage for yourself to kind of step out and try it. There's different approaches you can take that we talked about before. But the first step is to identify the opportunity and try to have the conversation outside your normal comfort zone. So the first challenge that we have is simple. Go have the conversation. That's the first challenge. Yes. And then we want you to not just have it just for the sake of having it, but try to use them as a way to create the friendship, create the connection with others. That's the main point that we're going after for this whole thing. Yeah, this is to me that is like the core point because I think that <laughs> I think that you know it's certainly possible to to you know go out and have a bunch of academic mm. conversations like you know be the be the survey guy with the clipboard on the street and say I want to have a conversation with you about whatever <laughs> that's not my right. style I don't know that I could do that but maybe it is for some people and that's fine I think you could really do that you could learn a lot or you know be very academic about it but the more important thing is that we're actually building connection right. with people and starting to like create well, i don't know the thing that i've that i would phrase it as is like building new communities mm -hmm. right so i think that what i've as we've talked you know over time through this podcast and separately outside the podcast is that you know that there are you know we we have we have communities that are established just kind of naturally based on you know who we are whether it's racially you know ethnically religiously whatever mm -hmm. it is but those establishing a quote unquote new community that kind of bridges those gaps and says, well, I've got my community is made up of all these people from different backgrounds right. and have different beliefs. That's a totally new community in some way, in some respects, you know what I mean? So creating those friendships and connections and creating a new community is kind of what I think the ultimate goal is. Maybe that's lofty to say it that no, way, I think, but I think it's really important. I, I agree. I, I couldn't have said any better. I, th I think that's exactly the whole point we're getting at. Yeah. So that's the challenge, right? Have the conversation, build and use it, use those conversations to build friendships and yep. community. So cool. All right, man. This is a good I conversation. <laughs> it was a great conversation. So, so let's wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening to the same difference podcast. We hope you'll step out and have the conversations and be a kinder, more open version of yourself because you need it and the world needs it. So thanks everybody for listening. Look forward to seeing you again. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Brendan.